right. Praise the Lord. We thank God for his goodness. We thank him for his mercy. I want to tell you, God is good all the time. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I was told that you cannot beat God given. And you know what? I have found out that is absolutely true. You cannot beat God giving. Um, song goes on to say, the more you, <laughs> you give, the more he gives to you. We serve a good God. We serve a worthy God. We serve a God that um, is concerned about every aspect of your life. A lot of things going on and a lot of people are feeling kind of blue these days. And, uh, and we can understand that. And, I, and I, I implore and encourage all children of God to remain sensitive. I know there's a lot of stuff and sometimes to kind of to kind of deal with some of these things we we turn the switch off. We 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 try we we stop looking because we don't want to be inundated with with so much negativity, but I want to I want to encourage you that uh, while that is understandable there are times where you do have to kind of pull away um, from the constant onslaught of negativity. Okay. You don't do that though, at the expense of becoming indifferent. Okay. The mo one of the most dangerous positions for a child of God, um, a believer in Jesus Christ to be in is that of the place of indifference where it doesn't matter where you just don't care anymore. You don't want to become numb to where your compassion runs thin and runs out. No, 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 no. We are, our heart must remain tender toward our fellow man. Why? Because our fellow man is who our Lord is after. He wants to save them. He know all of them will not be saved. He knows that. Okay. But he still gives them the opportunity and our heart must match his heart. Brothers and sisters, again, God is good. I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again as we get ready to embark in the word. The blessing is in the obedience. You want to be blessed. You want to see fulfillment of God's promises, the, especially the ones that are, that are in his will or the ones that he will permit. You're going to have to be obedient. Amen. Amen. Those things that you're asking God, that God is willing to permit in your life and that are a good thing. You want to hear from God? You want to hear these things? You're going to have to be obedient. There is, brothers and sisters, no version of serving God that is devoid of obedience. If you, gotta, if you have a Christianity, okay, where you don't have no obedi obedience, you are not a Christian. I'm telling you right now, I know that's hard. I know that that's, that's decisive. That draws a line, but a line has already been drawn. Our Lord drew that line. The word of God tells you, if any man hath not the spirit of God, he is what? None of his. God is not playing this thing. So you and I don't want to play games either. We want to be sincere and real with our Lord. Well, we are back. This is lesson number three. Um, and we are talking about, um, um, in our lesson here, we're, 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 we're getting into, um, to some things that we started talking about in Matthew. Um, amen. And we're going to begin with our scripture. We'll go ahead and start with Matthew chapter 18. Let's look at verse, um, um, let's start with 18 and we're going to go through, um, I believe 33. So chapter 18, verse 23, and then we're going to go through 33. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. 
And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that they had and payment to be made. This servant, therefore, fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desiredest of me. Shouldest not thou have thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee. It's like, we're going to keep going. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to his tormentors till he should pay all that was due him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not, everyone his brother, his trespass. May the Lord as always have a blessing to the reading and the hearing and the doing of his word. Now, this is actually part three, but what we're talking about today is the concept or the topic of spiritual debt collectors, okay? And, um, and it's a question that you ought to ask yourself, is that who you've become? Um, have you become a spiritual debt collector? Um, and there are many different reasons for why people come become this. Some have not known that this is what they have become. They don't realize it, but yet things has changed. Something has changed. It's not quite the way it used to be um, with you in regards to your brothers and sisters. And, um, and it hasn't changed for the positive for some of you. It's changed for the negative. And uh, for some of you, this walk of, of Christianity has, has been rough in certain areas. You've had to deal with some things. And, and I am so sorry for some of you. Um, some of you have endured great hardships in your past, um, in your childhood and all of those different things. And, and if we could go back in time, and if there was a button I could push that would say, hey, you don't have to go through that. Ma'am, sir, please know, you know that I, I would push that. I would push that for you. I don't want, wouldn't want after hearing some of the stories and um, and, and many of the stories that I have yet to hear, but I know that I'm going to hear them. I'm, uh, some of these things wouldn't wish it on anybody. Nevertheless, you're still here. You're still standing. It's not over. 
it might have felt like that and um, and it might have pushed you in certain ways but we're going to help you get some relief from that we're talking about some things that's going to help you identify where you are and help you understand God's perspective on the thing and and then help you realize what help is available to you in the Lord for these things because there is help in the Lord you are not by yourself it might seem like it and at times it might feel like it and 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 in and in the natural yeah you might actually be but but you but 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 that's not the way that it is and hopefully by the end of this, we will, um, you're going to have a second win. Um, so go ahead and ignore that part that says part two. This is actually part three. I just didn't have time to change that for those of you who are able to view the slide. Now, when we last talked um, on last week where we left okay, off, we looked at a couple, um, we looked at a couple things, okay? Um, um, and we said that sometimes what the word tells us Job 14 and one, that man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So it doesn't take long before arriving on this earth. Amen. Doesn't take long before trouble starts, before problems start, before challenges start, before things that are not necessarily the way you'd like them to be, before those things begin to start. It's only just a little while. Amen. And, um, and, um, and with that, sometimes the, the reality of that situation is that sometimes life will bring you and it will bring me into contact with both the positives of the human condition and the negatives of the human condition. And when we say human condition, what we mean is, is all that which pertains to life, living, any and everything that you're going to encounter from times of, of joy to times of great pain and sorrow, all of that, anything that we experience, regardless of whether you will actually experience the exact same thing. No, we're talking about the totality of all that people deal with, okay? Now, sometimes in life, Okay, you're going to be brought in contact with the positives of the human condition. And this is a good thing because we said before that guess what? It's not all bad. And somebody need to hear that right now. It is not all bad. Some of you have become pessimistic. You your outlook has become very negative. The glass is always half empty and everything is on the way, always on its way to falling apart. There is still some very good things. There are still some very wonderful things in this world first and foremost god almighty by himself he's the best thing here for us glory to god but then aside from that there are other things that are good as well amen amen it's not all bad it's not all bad some of you who are listening or who will listen to this no matter where you are no matter when you are you're going to need to take a different perspective because as long as you keep that negative perspective you're going to run into some problems. You're not going to, you, you, listen, you're going to miss out. And that's the biggest problem of them all. You, my friend, are going to miss out on the beauty that God has. Why? Because your outlook is negative. Amen. You, you decide what you focus on. You decide that. God's not trying to decide that for you. God doesn't want to think for you. And you certainly should not let other people think for you. You've got to think for yourself. You choose. Amen. 
You choose what you're going to focus on. If you want everything to be bad and negative, you can have that. Just look at everything that way. But if you want to be able to see the bright side of things, then you're going to need to take a look and stop looking exclusively at the things that may not have gone the way that you want them to and start looking at some of the other things. Why the other things? Because they help round out the picture. They help give the balance that you're missing. When you look at this world and everything to you is totally bad and negative, you, my friend, have an unbalanced view. You are looking only at a portion. You might say, well, Brother Walker, that's all that's ever been given to me. Well, getting things, having things, okay, is it not all based on what someone gives you. So in other words, the totality of what I have is not, it's not all because it's not all from what someone has given me. There are some things that I've been, God, I have the strength, God's given me the strength and I'm able to acquire on my own. There are some things that are given to me and then there are some things that I work for and so on and so forth. Hopefully you get that, you get the idea. You say that somebody else had, you know, if somebody, all they've ever done is give you the negative. So that's why you always look at things on the negative. Well, hold on, guess what? You don't have to settle for just what they have given you. You can choose that you're going to have something more and something different and you can get up and you can get out and you can go and look and behold the things that are good. You can go and see, you can take hold of those things that are the opposite. You don't have to settle just for what's been given you. You can go and get something else. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I thank the Lord for that. And I hope that, hope that helps you, uh, whoever may need that, uh, that, that part. Lamentations 3.22 and 23 said this to us, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. I'm telling you, if that don't tell you that, that look, it's still some good stuff going on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. It's not all bad. Look at Psalm 118 and verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I told you before in the previous lesson that when the psalm writer said, this is the day which the Lord has made, this is the day, that phrase, that means that it can encompass even the days that are not so good for you. So when the writer says this is the day that the Lord has made, that is not restricted to a good day. That encompasses the bad day. But what it shows you is that the songwriter said, regardless of the day, the content of that day, regardless of what is within or what I have experienced in that day, this day is a blessing from the Lord. And on the strength of the that I have another day that was not promised to me, irrespective of what happened on that day, because I have a day that nobody promised to me, I am going to be glad and I'm going to rejoice. Amen. I'm telling you, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It can seem like that, but you just got to take a different perspective. Got to take a different look. And I believe if you'll take another look, God's going to show you something different. God's going to give you a reason to smile. You just got to want to smile. Sometimes you can be down so long, you get used to it. And you, you, and, and, and you get used to the scowl. You get used to the, to, the, to, to the frown. You get used to all of that. 
And it's easy, especially when you got the devil yapping in your ear 24-7, trying to give you more reasons to stay down. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to get lost. But Jesus, my friend, is a God who specializes in finding the lost. Amen. 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 Are you lost today? Are you lost today? Well, there's someone that paid the cost well over 2,000 years ago, the price for your being lost. Somebody already paid. You know who it was? It was Jesus. Paid it all. Paid it all. Paid it all. Got up on resurrection ground. Glory to God. Why did he do that? So that the lost could be found. That's why he did that. So that the lost can be found. You can be found today. Jesus knows right where you are, right when you are, and who you are. He knows everything about you. And he's chosen to have dealings with you. I'm just here to announce it. I'm just a messenger. I'm just passing on what's been passed to me. The Lord wants an audience with you. He wants to talk with you. Wants to straighten some things out, explain some things. Wants to give you a life and an inheritance. You can have that today. That's yours. That's yours. But you got to lay you got to lay aside every weight. What weight you talking about? You got to lay aside that sin. You got to turn away from that disobedience. You got to turn away from that unrighteousness, that filthiness. You got to turn from that. That's called repentance. You got to turn with your whole heart. You have to. Got to turn away from that. You can't be secretly okay with it. Secretly in love with doing the wrong thing. No, you got to be broken over your sin. You got to realize that it is an affront against God. You have offended God. And because he's offended, you offend. It got to matter how God feels. You got to not want to break God's heart. See, when you feel like that, then you can repent for real. Then your I'm sorry's will really be I'm sorry. And it will be one that is not just token, but it will be one that's validated. Because when you broken over something and you are truly repentant over it, you're not going to settle for just no words. You're going to take the next step. You're going to start doing those things that go in the opposite direction toward from what you were doing. Amen. 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 God is good. And he is good all the time. We talked about this. The, the, we said, yeah, there's some good things, but there are some, some negative things. And we did talk about some of those negative things. And we are talking about some of that today, because sometimes life is going to bring you in contact with the negatives of the human condition. And we said that those negatives were hurt. We said it was anguish, disappointment, rejection, abuse. And then we said that can be verbal or physical. Okay. Um, we said betrayal and we said even loss. Okay. Life will bring you those things. Okay. Those negatives of the human condition. Okay. And these are, and many times these conditions, these things that I've just named off, they are invoked upon you or brought upon you by other people or the actions of other people. Other people will leave you hurt. People will leave you in anguish. People will leave you disappointed. People will leave you feeling rejected. People will abuse you verbally or physically. People will betray you. People will leave, leaving you with the feeling of loss. People have the ability to invoke these negative, negative conditions 
or these negatives of the human condition upon one another. Nevertheless, we're not surprised by that because Jesus said offenses must come. Look at Matthew 18 and look at verse 7. Just a few verses prior to where we are. The word of God is very, is, 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 I love how he just covers everything. He says, woe, this is Jesus talking, woe unto the world. Notice he said to the world that got everybody. That's the believer and the non-believer. So when he, this ain't, don't, don't exclude yourself for what he's about to say here. Don't write yourself out. You still in it. He's talking to you too. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses, the offense coming. Woe to that man. That means you better stop. You better pay attention. Don't go no further. Woe means stop right there in your tracks. When you see woe, that means you've done enough. That means you've done too much. That means that God don't want you to go not one step further. When he say woe, you better stop. Hold what you got. Stand right where you are. Don't you move when God say woe. Because if you cross over woe, if you take it upon yourself to go beyond the woe, you're going to open up a world of hurt. You, I'm telling you, you, man, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You got too many people right now. You're going beyond the woe. You're going beyond woe. That scripture tells you what has laid out what God wants. And, and he's told you what he don't like, but you just keep right on going. It's not going in well for you, my friend. Brother, sister, parents, grandparents, cousins, uncle, don't matter. When God say, whoa, you best stop what you're doing. Because it's not going to go well for you. It's not going to end well for you. When that word and God says, whoa, in the scriptures. You need to understand when that happens, somebody getting ready to get into a world of hurt. Don't go beyond the woe. You hear what I'm telling you? Don't go beyond the woe. You stay right there in the limit. Stay where God tells you to be. Don't do anything else. Amen. Amen. Don't go beyond. Don't, don't, don't go, don't go beyond that. Okay. He said, woe to that person to whom offenses come. And the reality is, is that with these offenses, regardless of whether it's intentional or accidental, when the offenses come, they can leave you feeling away. And we said that the way that some of the ways that that offenses will, will leave you feeling, whether they're intentional or accidental. Now, remember, the, some of those those types of those those offenses are hurt. The, uh, the offense of hurt, the offense of anguish, the offense of disappointment, the offense of, of rejection, the offense of abuse, the offense of betrayal. And yes, the offense of loss, these different things. Listen, when they come, they can come in two varieties accidental or intentional okay they can be accidental or intentional but regardless of the intent under which they come 
they can all leave you and they can all leave me feeling away. And the ways that it can cause me to feel is that it can leave me feeling discouraged. It can leave you feeling taken advantage of. It can leave you feeling that you've like you've been cheated. You can it can leave you feeling that you were stolen from. It can leave you feeling insecure. It can leave you feeling fearful. It can leave you feeling lost. Amen. Amen. It can leave you feeling like that way. It can they, that it, it can leave us feeling that way and then and the and the, the the thing that you have to be and i have to be mindful of is is that when the hurts of life when the offenses of life whether they're intentional or accidental when they are invoked upon you and it brings you to the area where you're feeling one of those discouraged or or cheated or insecure or whatnot okay when it leaves you feeling away Okay, you got to be careful right then and you got to be careful right there. And the reason for this, brothers and sisters, is because it's right there. Where if you are not careful, the fan can be flame. I mean, the flame can be fan. Let's say that all wrong. And usually that flame will be fanned by the devil himself. Trying to get that feelings, those feelings of discouragement and cheated and stolen, all that kind of stuff, to morph into something different. He wants it to go to the next level. He wants it to get to the point where now, because of what this person has done to me, intentionally or accidentally, now I'm angry. Now it's become bitterness. Now it's become spitefulness. Now it's become resentfulness. Now it's become hatefulness. Now it's become destructive, even self-destructive. Now I feel like, or can feel like, somebody owes me something. I can feel like a debt collector. I can begin to feel like that. Matthew 28, 18, 28 says this, but the same servant went out and found his fellow servant, which owed him a hundred pence. That's like about $20 basically, probably. And laid hands on him. Now you keep in mind, the Lord of that servant forgave that other guy 10,000 talents. That was almost like a million dollars. But this guy only owed him a hundred pence. That's like 20 bucks. And, and we said that clearly this man didn't understand what all he had been released from because the word of God tells us that he forgave him. You know, he, he forgave him everything. Amen. He forgave, he forgave that he forgave that man, everything that he owed him. Amen. Amen. That man fell down and worshiped him and started saying, I'm going to pay you all. That was the man's plan. The man's plan was to pay it all back. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. If you owe somebody something, you ought to, want, you ought to pay it back. And you ought to plan to pay it back. Don't be sketchy. If you know you owe something, then you know you owe it. So don't be going around trying to be quiet and ducking and dodging and don't kind of know no, no, no. If someone out of the kindness of their heart lends you something or something, it is your responsibility that you pay that back. Amen. If that's the arrangement that you have set up, then and, you, and you're supposed to pay that back, you know you're supposed to pay that back. You honor God when you make every intention to do that. And God will make a way for you. 
Amen. He'll make a way to either for you to either pay all of that back or he'll make a way for that in debt to be settled. But if you have to first set your intention and your heart to do the right thing, don't set yourself to be sketchy and get over and trying to get a free ride. Don't do that. Uh-uh, do, do not do that. You dishonor God when you take that, when you take the, me the mentality that you're going, that you just going to get and you never going to give. The devil is a liar. Don't do that. Don't walk in that way. You dishonor God. You dishonor God when you take that attitude that you know, if you know you can't pay something back or you're not going to do it, don't borrow it. I know this stuff is ABC. I know, but somebody, trust me, somebody need to hear it. Somewhere in the world, somebody's going to need to, going to need to deal with this. You, sir, ma'am, need to stop borrowing what you know you have no intention of paying back. Because as soon as you let the lender know that you're going to pay them back and you have no intention, you are a liar. You're just lying. You know that. And last time I checked, even liars, I have a part in the lake of fire. You don't want none of that. Stay out of that. Now, if you have every intention to pay something back, then ma'am, sir, make good. Make arrangements. Do what you need to do. But you make every effort to be honest and live up to your responsibility. This is honorable before the Lord. And since we're talking about it, let's go all the way on in. If you got the ability to work, you need to work. Stop looking for people to supply your needs when God has given you the ability to supply them yourself. dishonor God like that. That word says, if a man does not work, he does not eat. You've got to do your part. Newsflash for our brothers. You can't be a deadbeat talking about you going to heaven. You're not going to no heaven. The word of God teaches that those who don't take care of their own, come on, is worse than an infidel. And that means a non-believer. You have needs and those who are depending on you, but you won't work. Or you leaving it to a woman to work for you. What kind of devilish mess is this? And even worse, why do you think you're going to get to heaven like that? How is it that you think that you can just Shuttle past your responsibility to somebody else, male or female, 
and then think you still going to go to heaven. You wasting your time at church. You wasting your time and all of that. You not going nowhere. You can't sin on purpose and, 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 and just make heaven. No, it don't work that way. See, when you got the Holy Ghost and you are moved by the Spirit of God, it's some stuff that you're not going to do. You're going to do your part. You're going to get in. You're going to dig in. You're going to dig this thing out. You're going to do everything that you are supposed to do. Are you going to drop the ball? Yes. Don't fail. Absolutely. Are you going to get it right? No, not always. But you are going to get up. God's going to give you the strength. You're going to rise up, and you are going to win far more than you ever lose. But you got to set your heart to do the right thing. And it is not right. Amen. Amen. It is not right to have debts that you have no intention of paying back. And heaven help, help you if the reason you can't pay back is because you won't work and you won't do what you can do. No, the devil is a liar. We won't do that. We won't dishonor God that way. We're not going to do that. And if that is you, today is the mark of a new change. In your prayer, you're going to talk to God and you're going to repent for that mess, that foolishness, wherever you are, whoever you are, whenever you are. When you hear this, you're going to repent for that foolishness because that's exactly what it is. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Sorry. No, that's foolishness. That is behavior that acts as though there is no God. And you better believe God is real. And I'm telling you right now, his reward is with him. His reward is with him. You're not going to get away with foolishness. You can't get away with being lazy and not wanting to work. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, see, you, you, a lot of people don't understand. Ain't no such thing as a Christian deadbeat. You can't be no deadbeat and be a Christian. That ain't in the word. That ain't in there. No, 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 no. If you're going to do this for real, you're going to be for real. No, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to obey that word. Because if you don't, the lake of fire is waiting for you. It's waiting for you. And don't worry, you ain't going to miss it. It's going to be right there. It's more, it's plenty of room too. One scripture says, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> hell has enlarged its borders. Glory to God. It's enlarged its territory. Basically. That, that means that mean hell expand to accommodate the foolish. It's more than enough room. For everybody that want to go. But all the while you choosing to go, remember this. It is not God's will that any should perish. So if you choose that, you're choosing it on your own. That's not God throwing that on you. And that's not God pushing that off on you. You're choosing it on your own. Choose differently. One scripture in Deuteronomy says, choose life. Glory to God. I'm sorry, dying in your sin just makes absolutely no sense. Not when Jesus paid it all. 
All you got to do is be obedient. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, this is why we 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 have a hard time getting through our lessons because God just starts talking and starts moving. And before you know, we get all off in something else. But you know what? That's all right. We're going to keep going because we're not interested in finishing a series. What we are interested in is making sure the word of God rightly divided comes across your plate. So you can stop eating spiritual junk food and you can start eating spiritual healthy food because that's what you're going to need. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we endeavor not through no strength of our own. We don't have nothing. And on left on our own, listen, left on my own, there ain't no way I can rightly divide the word. I got to have Jesus' help. Every time I, I open my mouth, I got to have his help. I can't tell you, listen, there's nothing you and I can do in the service of our Lord without his help. Because we really need him for everything, even, even to praise him right, even to worship him right. We need him. We need his help. We need his help for everything. Amen. And I don't, and I don't, and you know what? I like having his help. I'm glad. I'm glad to have it. And I'm very appreciative of that. And if he's making it available, and he is, and then you know what? I'm going to keep taking advantage of that because I need that. I need Jesus every day. You hear what I'm telling you? I need him on my job. I need him. I need him in my home. I, I, I need him in my parenting. I need him in being a husband. I need him in all these things. I need him in, in, in being a brother. I need him in being all of these things. Whatever I'm called upon, I need him to do that. I need him because if I do it on my own, it's going to fall flat. And it's the same with you. So here's a little trick that I learned. I'm going to pass it on to you. You don't have to do it on your own. We don't have to do it on our own. That's where, that's where Jesus comes in. So you don't have to do all this stuff. We're just making it plain. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to make this complicated. You don't need something complicated. You need it to be plain. Just listen to what God is trying to tell you. Stop trying to do everything and just do what he told you. Let him, listen, he doesn't just want to be your Lord. He doesn't want to just be your God but he's also wanting to be your, your friend and your partner. Let him help you. You bitter and disgusted, let him pull that out. Let him pull, let Jesus help you. Stop looking for everybody else. Put them on the side. They didn't get it right. That's okay. Thanks for trying. But Jesus got this one. Let him help you. Amen, amen. Amen. So he grabs this man, this, 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 uh, this servant. Clearly he didn't understand what all had been given him. Because in verse 27, the word says, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. That mean that love went into action. Amen. And loosed him and forgave him that debt. And we talked about that. And we said that that meant that not on that meant that you don't have to pay me today. And on top of that, you are now off the hook from ever having to repay that debt. That's what the man had received. But the man clearly had been caught up on that on the scripture on the part where he was talking, doing more talking than he was listening. There's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth. You ought to be doing more listening than you're doing talking. 
because clearly this man was caught up on what he had said, he himself had said beforehand. What did he say? I will pay thee all. He was still so caught up on that that he missed the he missed verse 27. He was loosed and the debt was forgiven. He didn't realize there was nothing else to pay. Nothing else to do. So and because he did more talking than he did listening, the very next thing that he do, does is he goes and shakes down his fellow servant, somebody just like him. You see how you see how nonsensical that is? Nonsensical. Nevertheless, he goes to that man, he says, Pay me what thou owest. Deuteronomy 15, 1 or 2 says this, and at the end of every seven years thou shalt make a release and this is the manner of the release every creditor that lendeth ought unto his neighbor shall release it he shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is called the lord's release now i want you to make mental note of that or or a literal note of that and we're going to, and throughout the series, at a certain point, we're going to revisit that because this whole thing is coming right back up. But I want you to hold on to that for, for a moment because we're going to, we're going to use that. Okay. Jesus said offenses must come. And we talked about the, um, when those offenses come, what, how they, how they kind of manifest into discouragement and, and feeling taken advantage of and cheated. And we said that those things leave us feeling away, right? angry and bitter and hate sometimes hateful and resentful and and spiteful and things like that and we said and if that stuff and, and it basically it'll leave you feeling like a debt collector now what is the reason for this why do we actually feel or why does a person actually feel that way feel like this is you know this this you know like now i'm kind of becoming this creditor or this kind of debt collector when when we invoke or when somebody invokes those those negative conditions or those offenses okay so when somebody brings those offenses upon you whether it's intentional or whether it's 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 um it's it's accidental okay right sometimes what happens when you bring when you cause an offense this is why jesus said whoa by to whom by which offenses come when we get ready we can explain all that reason for all that is because what happens is is that when you commit offense against a person, whether it's intentional or whether it's accidental, then what you actually do is, is that you're actually committing a trespass against that person. And a trespass is another way or another word for, um, to mean a crime. So in other words, when you, um, when you, when you, when you bring one of those, um, <clears throat> those, um, 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 those offenses upon a person, regardless of your intent. And I need somebody to listen to this is regardless of your intent. So you do not get off the hook on this just because you had noble intention. No, no, no. So I want you to just listen up and, and, and see where this applies because what we're giving you is some understanding of a mindset, why you're dealing with something or why somebody has responded to you in a certain way or is responding or perhaps why you feel like you're, why you're responding and you just haven't really thought about that, okay? When, when an offense is, is, is perpetrated upon a person accidental um, or um, on purpose, intentional, um, then what happens is, is that you commit a trespass or crime against that person, okay? So when you do it on purpose, now, when you do it on purpose, let's let's split hairs for just a moment. When you commit an offense on purpose, then yeah, you for sure you 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 commit a crime. You commit a trespass against that person. 
If you do it accidentally though, okay? You need to understand, this is why you, I'm about to explain why you getting, why people respond in the way they respond. If you have committed a, an offense or a, against someone, but it is accidental, it is still looked at as a trespass against that person. It, it, it still gets perceived as if you did it on purpose or as if you committed a, tr a crime or a trespass against that person. Because, because regardless of intention, whether it is purposeful or intentional or whether it's accidental, regardless of intention of the offense, it still feels the same. Did you understand? I know that's not rocket science. Regardless of whether you intended to hurt or whatever else it is, accidental, intentional, it still feels the same. And so a person who has had that offense upon them or the offended is going to feel the way they feel regardless of the intention, okay? You understand it. Now, why? Because trespasses take, and when I say why, let me take it back further. So why and what does this have to do with bringing us to the point where we feel like a debt collector. Trespasses can take many forms, including the form of theft. Trespasses can take many forms, but one such form that it often takes, it takes the form of theft. It can take this form even if Physically, an item is not involved. Some offenses take the form of theft, even if that which was stolen is not a tangible physical thing or item. You hear what I'm telling you? We, we, we're teaching this morning, okay? Theft is often the form that many of these negative conditions or offenses mature into or ultimately kind of begin to look at. Theft is often that form that many offenses ultimately take. That they ultimately take on or, or they manifest into within this life or within the life of the person who's been offended. Okay. They feel they take the form of theft. Because the reason behind it is that some offenses, the reason why this happens is because some offenses have a tendency to silently or sometimes violently or loudly take from a person. Let me say that again. The reason behind some offenses 
having the tendency to cause a person, the offended, to feel like you owe me, to feel like a creditor, is because trespasses tend to take on the form or can many times take on the form of a theft. And the reason for that is because they have a tendency. These some hurts that you put upon a person, whether you intend it or not, some offenses that you invoke upon a person, those very offenses silently and sometimes violently and loudly, they take from that person. What is it that they take? or what is perceived to have been taken in the case of where it's accidental. Innocence can be taken. Some offenses will take away a person's innocence. Some offenses will take a person's self-worth. Some offenses will take away a person's self-confidence. Some offenses will take away a person's self-respect and dignity. Some offenses will take away a person's time. Some offenses will rob a person of a sense of safety. Some offenses will rob a person of a sense of peace. Some offenses will rob people of both mental and physical health. Talking about offenses, whether you intended to do it or not, some offenses take from people. Some people get offended, they bounce right back and they on to the next episode. Water under the bridge, able to forgive, able to move past. But it's not like that for everybody. Some offenses that someone brings upon them take away the intangible things. The stuff that's hard to to get paid back for. Nevertheless, they feel like something's been stolen. And naturally, when any of these things are disrupted or taken, sometimes the victimized take on the mentality of the creditor or the debt collector. Glory to God. What you do matters. What you say matters. Because whether you intend it or not, we're just talking about, we're just talking about this thing. You can have robbed a person of far more than you think you have. In fact, you might think you haven't done anything at all. But when the parents, let's get real, let's get real, let's get real, who are supposed to be looking out for the children. 
or a loved one who's supposed to be looking out for someone. If for some reason they are not there or they cast off that responsibility, the person that they are responsible for or should be looking after or caring for can end up getting hurt or violated or something. And that alone can result in that person who's supposed to have been protected feeling as though their innocence, their self-esteem, their self-worth, all of that, they can take hits in that area. You hear what I'm telling you? When you decide husbands, wives, that you're going to no longer show respect and courtesy in your speaking to your spouse or to your children or to anyone for that matter. And you will decide you're going to be as rude and as blunt and as up, up front and forward as possible. You cause people to take hits in the area of their dignity and their self-respect. You tear down people. I hope you hear what I'm telling you. When you decide that you are going to do what you're supposed to do whenever you want to do it, because you can do what you want to do. All the while, there are other people that are counting on you to do your part, need you to do your part. But you dilly-dally and you do what you want to do the way you want to do it, with no respect to all of the moving parts and pieces that go into making a thing work. You rob people of their time. Do you hear what I'm telling you? When you don't take a stand for righteousness and defend the weak as the word of God tells us to do, but instead allow them, those who are weak, to be railroaded and done wrong and mistreated because you say it's not your problem. You don't have to deal with it all the while. You have the ability to stand up for the weak. When you cast off that responsibility and you don't do those things, you rob people sense of peace and self-respect, really that dignity, allowing them to be mistreated and all of these different things. Some parents have children who have suffered in all kinds of areas from molestation to all types of abuse. And there are some that deny that anything has happened, won't listen to the children, don't want to believe anything. And all the while, the innocence is slipping away. Let me tell you something, 
family, it matters. Yes, it all matters. It matters. When you offend someone, the offense doesn't always end right then and right there. They have residual effects that live on long after the incident has passed on. And so while you, the offender, may have moved on, many times the offended, is, are, they are stuck, almost in a time warp, unable to move, unable to progress. Because still in the aftermath of, real, of the realization that I've been robbed. See, if you've ever been robbed, then you know what I'm talking about. You know that feeling that, that comes with somebody taking your stuff and, and all of that. It's a, it's a sense of shock. And depending on the nature of the robbery, there's a whole lot of different things that can come along with that. Nevertheless, these things find replication, if you will, even in the spirit realm, even in the everyday life that doesn't involve physical things. People can treat and operate in a way that takes and robs and steals from your brother or your sister. And need I remind us that theft in God's eyes is still a crime. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so when these things happen, it can leave you, it can leave me feeling like somebody owes me. I can feel like a debt collector because they've done something intentionally or accidentally that has robbed me of something. And now I can easily feel like I want it back. Brothers and sisters, that's all that we have for today. That is lesson three in spiritual debt collectors. And I think we um, covered some good ground today. We definitely said what God wanted us to say today. We'll be picking this back up for another lesson. Um, now that we've talked about why we feel um, that um, sense of of wanting um, of, of of being uh, uh, wanting to be paid back or feeling like a debt collector, uh, when we return on next week, Lord willing, we will move forward um, with that topic, um, and uh, and then we're going to start to explore. Lord willing, some of the solutions for this. So God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Until next time, this has been Spiritual Debt Collectors Part 3. God bless you. See you next week. Mm -hmm.